I'm Jeremy Graves and welcome to the podcast. It's today, at some point in August, the date of which I forgot to note down beforehand. Normally I'm more professional than this, but I'm sliding today, obviously. And with me in the Anime Limited studio office today is... Hi, I'm Keith. Keith? <laughs> Keith? Where are you from, Keith? Saf. The Saf. <laughs> Also introducing... I'm Keith too. <laughs> Hi. And... I'm Keith coughing too, and I ate a crayon. And my favourite, I wear a watch on both hands. One is to remind me of when lunch is. The other watch is to remind me that I have a watch on my other hand. Also with... Not Keith. Hooray. <laughs> and finally, Ich bin Keith, lieber Deutschland. Fantastic. So, what's on the lineup today, Keith? <laughs> well, Jeremy. <laughs> well, other Keith. This has all gone too far. Uh, how's it going, everybody? Welcome to the show. It is Thursday, 24th of August, when we are recording this. It's a bit late in the day. This will probably be a bit of a weird show as well because. We are currently in the office studio, but a little later, the real Keith and I, Jeremy, will take you back in time to this past Monday, the 21st of August, I had to think about that, when we were travelling back from Coventry in a van, because we recorded some audio and you guys were very helpful in making it actually an actual very enjoyable recording. So you'll get to hear us sounding probably half dead at that point, in a van, Keith sipping on Monster after we've been stuck on the M6 for about an hour? 40 minutes? Something like oh, that? No, by, by that point, we've been travelling in M6 non-stop for probably about four hours. If about that, yeah. I don't remember Monday, I won't lie. It's a bit of a blur. It got a bit hazy. Yeah. But yeah, so welcome to the show, everybody. Just going to be, like I say, a bit of a quick one, talking about a few bits and bobs, a bit of a chin wag here and there. But also... Specifically, we're going to be talking about your name because that is in the cinema right now, Keith. Real Keith. Shit, I better get down the cinema then. What am I doing doing this podcast when I could be watching your name? You know where you can book tickets, Keith? I'm not sure, Jeremy. Tell me, where can I book tickets? Yournamethemovie.co.uk <gasps> Or you can also find information at alltheanime.com Alltheanime.com Yes, alltheanime.com This thing never gets old, does it? I know, right? Alltheanime.com, you think? Alltheanime.com, yes. Thank other, you, Andrew. Yes. Interesting. Uh, other Keith, do you think that alltheanime.com is exactly where you should go? I think it's exactly where you should go, and it's also sponsored by Radwimps in another planet. Music by Radwimps as well. Indeed, right? Indeed. But yes, everyone, your name is in cinemas. It's actually had its run extended slightly. Lots of cinemas are keeping it going for about another week, including some screenings in IMAX. So make sure you check that out in the cinema and enjoy and have all the feels, which is what has been the, the, the theme on Twitter, to say the least. Lots of people feeling emotions once again because your name is back. Because until then, they could not feel. Unless you're a robot, in which case, no feels for you, robot. <laughs> Unless you got the uh, Feel 2.0 upgrade, because apparently that's fixed that. <laughs> the Feel 2.0 upgrade. Yeah, Feel 1.0 was a bit buggy. It didn't end well. You've got a fly trying to attack you, Keith. Yeah, I think because I'm actually decaying. He doesn't feel... Feels I feel my body rotting around me. <laughs> But talking about your name, we all actually went over to the Glasgow Science Centre, which is where our local IMAX was, to experience your name in IMAX. 
It was a pretty big experience, wasn't it, in general? The experience we did. No, it was good. It was amazing. <laughs> it was really, really cool. It was very interesting reading subtitles that were bigger than me. Yeah, I went to... I was like hoping we could get a picture next to it. It would be quite cool just to see the height. Yeah, I think people would have got a bit tetchy if halfway like, during the film we got up. Just you holding it, like and, me and you holding uh, yeah. each end of the subtitle. Like, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter if everyone's paid money to go see it. It's fine. Exactly. Yeah. But, but it is the first anime to be screened in IMAX. It was an absolute joy to watch. Uh, Keith, any thoughts? Or any quick thoughts about it? Anything that stood out to you about it? Well, it took an already stunningly beautiful film and made it even more stunningly beautiful because, you know, it's IMAX. You're pretty much right there in the middle of it going, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. I, <laughs> I was there in the film. What about you, Andy? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, <clears throat> it's a really good way to kind of experience like the backgrounds of the landscapes of that film in particular. I mean, Shinkai's scenery porn has always been a thing throughout <laughs> all of his films, so to it's see it on that point. scale... Yeah, I mean, there, there are one or two shots in particular, you know, that are just, that really kind of come off when you have that massive screen, and so it's it's worth watching for that, if, if nothing else, I would say. Yeah, did, did anyone else have a few moments where, you know, IMAX, it, as a habit of doing that, had the whole motion issue thing, where it's like, oh God, I feel like I'm moving. No, no, just me. No. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I had that. That, that. that scene early on where they kind of do the, the, the really fast kind of zoom from, oh, like, yeah, it's from the country yeah, to yeah. the city. And it's like, I don't want to. Keith, maybe you were fast. feeling that because you were actually floating towards the screen. <laughs> so, <laughs> it was kind of, we had to like grab you by the ankles and like pin you in the chair. So, the old coughing special. You got the Shinkai fever. <laughs> I've got it too! <laughs> A madness. I've got Shinkai fever! <laughs> Fever. <laughs> the one man 4DX experience. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa! Keith just screaming in the chair. <laughs> no, that was Keith having a very unfortunate episode. <laughs> <laughs> and we shouldn't make fun of it. Oh, okay. So oh, you did it, like, honestly, though, like, the, the sound design was masterful for the IMAX. Yeah. So you could oh, actually, yeah. like, they, they do that trailer beforehand of look at all the things we can do <laughs> in the IMAX. Funny. How about this? <laughs> Etc. How about that? That's how eye like, tests should be. Instead yeah. of them just being like one and yeah, two, they should be like, what about this? And you were like, yeah, in oh. case people haven't gathered from Andrew's thing there, the, uh, the, the sound IMAX advert in Scotland is uh, actually a Scotsman making spitting noises. Um, <laughs> Like yeah, like uh, the sound effect, like the sound and like the, the design of the sound was mm. really remastered to make it work. I mean, mm. you could feel the explosions from your feet, like basically the like it, 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 the, they kind of made the floor vibrate properly. Yeah. But you didn't get in the regular two D screenings. Like you won't get in the home video like experience unless you blast it out well, really you, loudly. Unless you watch the film and your flat happen in Glasgow happens to run over the underground line. Yeah, which and then the, the, the trains pass, you'd be like. Oh, so you've got to time. You've got to time the watching at the right moment. So you've got to try and time it to the station and how busy they are. Yeah. But, uh, but Lauren, this was your first IMAX experience total, wasn't it? You were saying. It was. Oh. How, how was it for you? It was loud. <laughs> it was. I don't know. Like it was weird. Like not knowing where to focus on it because the screen is huge. Yeah. Mm. Huge is an understatement. But, like something <laughs> would happen. It was certain. Like. Was like, it louder or quieter than a day in the office though so far? <laughs> <laughs> it was off-puttingly loud. <laughs> <laughs> 
like I didn't think very was... tactfully put. <laughs> I didn't think it was going to be as loud as it was, and then it, you know when it does the whole pin drop and you can hear that, and that was loud enough, and then it's like what about a jet engine? And I was like, yeah. oh. no. <laughs> If a pin that's meant to sound quiet when it drops sounds like that, then a jet engine. But how about the jet engine? <laughs> how about the stampede of elephants? Oh wait, they're actually there. <laughs> it just, like, comes to the screen. No, it was great though. I really, really enjoyed it. What did you think of the film overall? Because it's the first time you saw it as well. For the first... Yeah, I almost had feelings. <laughs> I almost felt something. <laughs> put, put that one on the back of the box. There you go. Yeah, almost had feelings. Lauren almost felt. <laughs> It, the, from my perspective, because I think it worked out I was in the centre of the row we were in, there was a point where I could look left or right and I couldn't not see the screen. <laughs> yeah. So I was just literally immersed in this it world. It felt like I was just droning in backgrounds. It, it <laughs> felt like like when you, if you like digitally paint, and usually people work big and then shrink it down for a print or whatever, and it just felt like these were just the un unsized, like the not before resized versions of the backgrounds. So I was just like, I can see all the details. It's <laughs> like taking notes, like, I will remember this last, next time, but um, yeah, it was good. It was just insane, like, and I also got distracted a lot. So while they were all talking, I'm like, just staring at grass, like, staring at trees and like... Yeah, that, that's sort know, of what I did a bit, because I've only saw it once before, before this, and I thought, well, okay, I, I sort of remember what was going on, so I want to try and look at the film a bit more. Yeah. So I was looking around, and eventually I just kept looking back to the giant subtitles, because it's just a natural reaction, but they were so freaking big, there was a point <laughs> where it actually felt like effort to look down and look back up, yeah, it did, because there was yeah, so much yeah. on the screen. I sort of leaned black back so that like it looked like my eyes were just glancing quickly I'm just like subtitle background back to yeah, the background that, yeah, it's, it's almost a shame that there isn't a dub for the IMAX because with that you could at least uh, take in the visuals yeah. with that. heretic <laughs> I know, it's just, no, I it's, just it's, an, it's just an interesting issue to true. do with IMAX as a format yeah. mm. it's I mean, not really optimised for subs I genuinely went because I was curious how it would work yeah. mm. and like it's honestly not op- like it's beautiful still and, like honestly if you pick row H in like the this like, the screen of the Glasgow IMAX, you can actually be in the optimum position to see the subs and see the screen still right. about. Is that you giving away the secrets? <laughs> no, no, like, it's like I'm just going Glasgow, but I mean, like you have to find the right row that's actually, but yeah. it's it's not dead center in the screen. It's like it's just ideal for you to look at the subtitles and then look up without breaking your neck with whiplash. Yeah, it's just <laughs> IMAX as a format is far more suited to just you know the the stunning visuals. I mean, one of my favorite IMAX films that I've seen. Not actually a film per se, is uh, one they did on the Hubble Space Telescope. Oh, yeah. Which occasionally it cycles through the country and, you know, Science Centre. Uh, if you get the chance to see the Hubble Telescope film that they did for IMAX, do, because it is unbelievable. Especially that they have this great uh, shot halfway through the film where it's got some images that the Hubble's taken of a particular cluster of stars in this nebula. Mm. And it starts off with a pan shot, and they've used both a combination of that and computer imagery in order to do this fantastic shot where you just pan in onto this nebula, into this area where all these stars are forming, and this will focus in on this one star in particular, and it is fucking amazing. Science, it's great. <laughs> the, the best way to experience your name is to just memorise every line in the film, and then you can just look at everything. Because mm. then you can just, you really know what it's going to say in the subtitles. You can just stare at the grass or the trees. <laughs> just one corner. <laughs> uh, and, and speaking of uh, enjoying your name, everybody, 
we're going to have news on the probably by the time you're listening to this, the news on the home video release will be out there as to what you can expect. So, so yeah, enjoy that. Visit alltheanime.com for the info. There'll be like a big blog post and such on blog.alltheanime.com where you can get up to date on that. So, anything else people want to touch on briefly? Just in general, anything to say? If not, I've got some random topics we can throw out there. Anything we've encountered, experienced? I hit level 200 in Overwatch. What? <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm, I'm still, I'm still going to be uh, low, like, I think I'm on like 120 at the moment, so I, still I think I'm like level 25. I don't have time. I'm going to try and play the summer games before the end. Yeah, um, need me that uh, Battle Dad barbecue skin. <laughs> Do you want to tell them what you, what you told me? Was, I think you might have said even on the podcast, actually, we did in the van. I don't remember at this point. But, yeah, that is. Uh, I know it was only a few days ago, but I've already forgotten half of what I said <laughs> during that. You were just in like... So for those of you who are listening to this uh, post, this podcast, postcard, podcast, <laughs> look forward to that at the end. Finding out what I've forgotten. Hooray! Okay, get, wait to kill the topic now. Let's just guess random topics, then, I guess. Unless anyone else has got anything. I feel like we're at a sort of half meeting, half podcast now. <laughs> yeah, right. So, right. So, Keith. Oh God. Which Keith? Real Keith. <laughs> Okay, what have we got? Uh, what are your thoughts on trying to get a voice British studio to dub Animu here in the UK? There are a few studios out there that may do it if you request it. Submitted by Mark, with odd wording and all. Well, first thing is not about requesting it or not, or may do it if you request it. The issue is basically it costs a fuck ton more to do here than it does anywhere else because you have to pay in the US you can pay by the hour or actually sometimes even like if it, depending on the job and how it works now some people will pay by the quarter of the hour depending on how janky you feel as a studio normally the standard is the hour though in the UK you have to pay for the day rate so you could have the a case in point was when they were recording Big Finish Audio like audio stories or audio dramas, one of the Judge Dredd ones featured Simon Pegg. And Simon Pegg had to be paid, the studio had to be paid for a full day's work, Simon Pegg had to be paid for a full day's work, and he was only there for half an hour, 45 minutes to do his part, um. for example. And like, that's not a bad thing, like, it's, it's mm. great, like, it's not mm. complaints about, oh, Simon Pegg doing a thing, mm. it's like, it's just the way the system works in the UK. Mm. So you could need, say, like, a, like an all-star English cast. You might need them for only part of the day each, and you're still paying for a full day for most of the most expensive talent out there. And like anyone in between, plus if, aren't you, if you're dubbing anime as well, there's certain uh, cultural elements to it that you need a really you need a voice cast that knows about that sort of oh, thing, yeah. and there isn't really a kind of UK-based one for that. We should just start a Scottish one. <laughs> hey, maybe that's what we should do for like. Maybe that's what we should do for like I don't know an anniversary edition of your name. We should we should each be one of the characters in the film, and do the anime limited anniversary edition of the dub. Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> that's my version for all of Taki. Okay. Okay. <laughs> this a comment. Jesus. <laughs> I was going to say, given the sound effects earlier, you could be the meteor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? I. 
Okay, this has to happen then. Maybe we'll do it for the Christmas special next uh, year. No, we have to write a Christmas audio drama. That was the plan. Uh, I th- well, it's, it's, it's on tape now, so yeah. <laughs> what you could do is uh, mystery science theatre it and just uh, record some audio that people can play alongside the film. They just put it on mute. Oh, and then they just get the uh, audio recording going. Maybe we should do that. Oh, like a like a, you Should we see if Jonathan Clements will do it for us? <laughs> oh, John, like Jonathan's here for Scott Loves Anime. We could actually do a. We could run in advance for. We could, well, yeah, we could record a like a watch along of your name in time for Christmas for the for really video. Interesting things to see. And just well. set it up. I mean, why not? I mean, not just interesting things. We could have a a wee giggle as well. <laughs> Does that mean we also have to watch it on mute then? Yeah. Or do we need like twelve pairs of headphones? Like we've got a subtitle. We know what's going on, unless yeah. you can have like memorised every single line. <laughs> oh, right? Memorise the backgrounds, <laughs> not the subtitles. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> does that mean that if we blindfolded you and you just heard the dialogue, you could you could be visualising? I can just, I can just repaint all the backgrounds from <laughs> <laughs> memory. There's nice clouds in this bit. Yeah. All right. <laughs> l- 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 let's see if we can do that. It's going to be a job and a half to... Well, it'd just be one take, It's between it? that. It'd be like a one take recording, like no stopping. Is that what we yeah. do on Let's Play Overwatch Marathon? So, you know, your choice. <laughs> you decide, listeners. <laughs> I think the the power is in your hands. <laughs> so, next topic. Cat. Uh, oh, it's getting a bit sparse. Yeah, we're going to do a replenish soon. Well, it's great. Gonna, we're going to be just to like the Z Squad next week. So. Z Squad? <laughs> a quad squad, I prefer to call it. Quad squad. <laughs> <laughs> like, because we've all got quadruplets. Because senior management's yeah, actually. Because we all have PS4s, most of us. I think. Bracelet. Um, <laughs> what should I have for lunch? Submitted by Christopher. Well, <laughs> whatever you just have for lunch, that's what you should have. So, so you're recording this after lunch. Boom! Drop the mic. <laughs> okay, well, no, well, no, 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 what should they have? Because by the time people are hearing this, this will be Friday. So, so this is, so if you listen to it before lunch, why don't you listen after? We'll assume they're listening dinner. to it either Friday afternoon or before Saturday lunchtime. So what, are we, oh, right. so what should they have for Saturday lunchtime? Saturday lunchtime, just go all out and order everything because it's the weekend. It's Friday, <laughs> have a salad, save yourself for the weekend. Because <laughs> Saturday nothing. is a good day. <laughs> I've, I've, I've so done that before. <laughs> um, that, that's my... Oh, okay. Andrew, <laughs> you'll be on a plane. Did you, did you mean specific uh, food? I will have something from a fine menu I'm offered on the plane. Wait. No, it's what they should have. Not, not you. you. It's not about you. Well, unless you want them to <laughs> drop food from the plane. Like, like. Well, you should have. I would, <laughs> like, I would have a Caesar salad. Really? Why? I just like, I don't think I've ever seen Cat, you're... <laughs> <laughs> Andrew claiming he's healthy. No, I, I didn't even Tisa mean that. Tisa's not healthy. No, it really isn't. No, Especially when you do that. Tilly beans are. Let's do a plate of salad with, like, meat. Where's the sauce? It's the dressing. Tonic about meat. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Caesar salad and tonic about meat. Salad's just, uh, like, it's just a layer. I feel ill thinking. Yeah. That. Oh, well, please don't have that for lunch. <laughs> don't do that. The opposite of that. A real salad. Lauren, what's your suggestion for Saturday lunch? Mmm. A check it out share box to yourself oh yes. what a shout a wound after my own heart <laughs> careful cat's gonna propose to you <laughs> that's a lot of chicken nugs 
It's doable. If you believe in yourself, you can do it. I so haven't once on a drive back from Doncaster going back to the south coast, stopped by McDonald's and ordered three boxes of 20 nuggets oh. and consumed them over the like next was it, few was hours driving. Was everyone just chanting while you were eating <laughs> No, it was just me in the car. I was just like, <laughs> back dip. <laughs> it was like a bloody dessert, Kidacon, where you had that massive burger and then it's like a mountain of profiteroles, you know, oh, recommended wow. for two people. How are that? Profiteroles are dessert. Jeremy just laughed. It's like, ha ha. Profiteroles are Let me bring up what this burger was. <laughs> Did you say profiteroles are dessert nugs? Yeah. Yeah, you nugs. So, so, so at, the, at the Varsity pub, I indulged in a burger called What a Porker. Oh my god, I was going to ask if you guys went to Varsity. And, uh, and this yeah, is what I had is. for my dinner. Um, quote, a massive burger which includes a beef burger with cheese and bacon, a gammon burger, two sausage patties, and a Cumberland sausage topped with two beer-battered onion rings. Also keep in mind, there was also a side of chips and I got some garlic bread with cheese because I was really hungry. Whoa, did you sandwich the garlic bread and cheese? Over everything. No, I, 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 I. Or turn it into like a chip button. <laughs> no, what, what, I, no, what I do, I, I, just, I like just eat the individual segments, so it takes me longer to eat. Oh yeah. So otherwise, I'll scoff it down. And See, I you choke. should totally do that fit challenge. The one that's Wh- which one? Yeah. The one where it's like there's the breakfast challenge, but it's also the burger challenge, and it's the size of. I think I mentioned this in the podcast before. Maybe just mm. I've been talking about it too much, but it's <laughs> <laughs> like the burger challenge, and the, the pretty much the bun looks like a cake. You could totally do that. You totally could. If we do it before I get back on the wagon with like diet and yoga and stuff, then yeah, that's a perfect maybe. time. That's your sort of last huzzah before you're back on the wagons <laughs> is killing yourself over time. Wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> uh, Andy, what should you have for lunch on Saturday? <laughs> to be honest, I still can't get beyond the suspicion that this person accidentally typed a Google search into their Twitter client. Wonder <laughs> 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 what the, the suggested searches would have been if you've done that as well. Like, then imagine. <laughs> I don't know, eat what, eat what you like, eat something you'll enjoy. That seems like a good plan. That sounded almost sarcastic. <laughs> that sounds like a good plan. Take what you want to eat and then deep fry it. No, don't. <laughs> Please don't deep fry it. Take the, what you want. What, 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 what's the most outrageous deep fried food you, you ever thought of? Thought of or consumed? Because. The purpose of the conversation, both. Okay, thought of. Probably the entire cheeseburger. That'd be pretty interesting. <laughs> And I'm trying to think of deep fried things, but I have had tempura California. I think you've got a real problem. Hang on, what? Say that again? You know the tempura, you know like the California rule? Yeah. And then they they deep fried it in tempura. (laughs) I've also had deep fried ice cream. I've had that. And that's amazing. Deep fried ice cream is amazing. Deep fried ice cream? I've told you this before because obviously they freeze it in the batter. So obviously when they deep fry it, by the time you get it served, the ice cream is just that perfect slightly melted. And then the batter is like crispy. That one's really good. Um, yeah, and then there's your traditional, um, you know, when they deep fry the the pizza and the chippy. Mm. Just like throw a Chicago towel in the deep fryer. Crunching. Well, yeah, pizza crunch is the one in the batter, but sometimes you just deep fry the pizza without the batter as well. Oh, okay. But I've had both, so. Actually, in the case where you just take like a microwave <laughs> Chicago towel and just throw it in the fryer. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. it's great. I saw it on a BBC documentary once. Oh. Wait, you not <laughs> had one? No, because no, I might legitimately pass out and die. Have you had a munchie box yet? No. <gasps> yeah, I still haven't done that actually. None of us have, in fairness. None of us have. One day we should just have a munchie I need box. To be the right, I need to be about two or three pints in to be in the right place. Yeah, there's a lot, of, there's a lot of grease, obviously. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there's that a, kind of food, I, I need to be moderately oiled. So. Oh, was it a chippy the other day? 
and get, get him dinner and the manchi bots he had put the, it was like a one for two people I think mm. I think maybe but it was like an expensive one and the cat just, ate it they were throwing, throwing in pizza slices and everything in it and I'm like kind of want to order it one day and I'm like but also don't want to die so. that's need someone to be able to carry you home when you've passed out from like over. on the street with the munchie yeah. bots holding it but then there's a note and it's like she died don't, how don't, she lived don't call an ambulance you have to finish the box first <laughs> the legacy must continue just a, just a string of bodies down the street because no one can do it my words cat you're a monster I, I didn't buy it <laughs> so Keith what do you recommend for lunch on Saturday? Uh, I'm just going to go with what I'm jonesing for at the moment. I'm just really in the mood for some gyoza at the moment. Oh, I don't man. know why. Dumpling monkey. Oh. So good. I might do that tonight, actually. I'm going to be eating more healthily now. But or like, yesterday, oh, technically, at the time people are hearing this. Ah, whatever. I just, oh, right. I just order it every night. Dumplings, no, don't, non-stop. Don't, don't. I've done that. It's the, <laughs> <laughs> it's the dark I mean, end. Ever since I moved, I moved in the area where I could get delivery from Dumpling Monkey, and it's honestly just. Are, so are you now living in the dark? Are you now living in the darkest timeline? I mean, technically, I won the postcode lottery because it's really good, like delivery, like all the places it can deliver. But also, it is darkest timeline because it's like literally just like you have to like cut me out the flat or something. <laughs> like, it's like what? Why is Cat not here today? <laughs> I'm working from home. Okay. <laughs> Ding dong! Like, what's that in the background, cat? <laughs> that was totally not the dumpling guy. <laughs> <laughs> the dumpling guy. Alright, <laughs> uh, let's do one more topic. Um, who wants to pull one out? Oh, Andy. Crazy, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, this was submitted by somebody called Jeremy. Oh, oh. What a nerd! Yeah. <laughs> what? As, Standard nerds! <laughs> as, as if to prove your point, the question is, favourite comic book movies? Oh. <laughs> point proven. I want to talk about the ones you've not seen the trailers, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you know what? That, that was quite amusing last night. <laughs> when they started showing the trailers for Thor, Justice League, <laughs> and really what was the other one they showed? There's uh, three that they showed. Oh, uh, spoiler, spoiler. I don't know. It's I don't remember, but they showed three superhero film trailers. I averted my eyes from all of them and I somehow tried to not listen. I somehow yeah, managed to not listen cinema. to them so well. Because I, I, I really want you to see the Ragnarok trailer just so I can watch the it sounded, pre- it sounded a bit interesting. Just so I can see it's the delighted really look on your face. It's honestly good. It's really good. It was really good, the trailer. I'm Super so good. looking forward to Ragnarok. God. I can't wait to just hear it, trying to not pay attention, but hearing some of like it. I said, my I'm so excited. Was when Pac-Man turned up. <laughs> in which one though? Like on Spiral the Dragon. Or my favourite point in Ragnarok where Batman shows up. <laughs> and like punts um, for one. He punted him. In the uh... in, in, in the <laughs> fork. In the fork. <laughs> 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 oh dear. Yeah, that's the level my humour is sunk to today. <laughs> Keith, what's your favourite comic book film? Oh my god, that is a difficult question. Because there are so many of them. And <laughs> it's quite filling time. Oh god. Uh, Just first one that comes to mind when I say it. Go. Deadpool. There you go. Good shout. Also, uh, the most recent Wolverine one, which Logan. God, that is heartrending. <laughs> Logan's I've awesome. seen it. I've it's it's a it's a di- it's, it's, it's good. It's a difficult watch though. It's a difficult watch. Oh uh, yeah, I saw it on the flight to America and it was really. You saw it on the flight. 
yeah, so it's, imagine if you don't have parental controls and the kids next to you or something. <laughs> it's the only way they're going to learn about pain. <laughs> Andy, what about you? I'm going to cheat here a little bit because it's technically based off of a comic and that's the original Transformers the movie. Oh. Oh. Not the Michael Bay monstrosity. You've got the touch. <laughs> I've got the power. Yeah! <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Yeah, so we, we had the bloody Transformers movie soundtrack on loop when Claire was doing the kids of prep stuff. Oh, so. but bye boss man. Wait, wait, what's your favorite? Oh. So Andrew uh, had to step up the room for a very important phone call. We assume, I sound sarcastic, but we assume it is genuinely important. It sounded important. a bit pantomime. It sounded like, oh no he didn't. No, no, he's already some dumplings. Oh, the bus. Would it, what, so Dumpling Monkey called him to place his order? They yeah. Don't de- they don't deliver here, that's such a shame. That's oh. probably for the best. Hang on, they don't deliver to, they don't deliver to the office? No. Uh, if they, they did, you guys it. would order from it every I day. I you'd have to like wheel me around in a chair. Honestly, I would just... What, do you mean a wheelchair? No, just the office chair. <laughs> Well, like, put, put you in the lift and then send you downstairs. <laughs> to take more dumplings from the order. <laughs> uh, Lauren, favourite comic book film? Any spring to mind? I'm going to say Civil War just now because I watched it recently mm. and as soon as I flicked on the telly it was about with um, Captain America like pulling the helicopter in and just like flexing and I just sat there like, oh. So I was going to go with Civil War but really the best one for me is still Winter Soldier, Captain America 2. That espionage thriller style film, it was so damn good. I'm getting lots of blank looks but I'm sticking to it. Yeah, that's alright. Winter Soldier was just so damn good. So yeah, Winter Soldier is my pick, but like you say, Civil War was pretty damn good, to say the least. Cat? Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Which one? Oh, the first one? I haven't seen the second one yet. Have you not? No! I haven't seen the second one yet either. Yeah, there's some spoilers about Pac-Man. See, I thought you had seen it with no, that comment. No, no, oh. no. I know he's in a lot. Pac-Man's in a lot of the, like, you know, films, films in the universe. <laughs> what, just in general? So the universe. For me. He turns up. Yeah, he's in all. The, of the actual universe. Yeah. You need to look out for it in the films. Pac-Man. <laughs> just. It's like an Easter egg that brings all films together somehow. <laughs> yeah, and one of the scenes in the after credits, he just turns up out of the shadows. Somewhere just in the good, the bad, and the ugly, there is Pac-Man in the oh. background. Yeah. In Tron, there's Pac-Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Citizen Kane yeah. features Pac-Man quite prominently. Little known fact. Mm-hmm. Mm. See? Orson Welles. Classic <laughs> role as Pac-Man. <laughs> <laughs> now, also, <laughs> Unicron. Yeah, yeah, his greatest <laughs> role. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, Unicron was based on Pac-Man. It eats everything. It's true. It's <laughs> true. <laughs> I've never even thought of it like that. See? The, the grand unifying rule of cinema. Oh, there we go. Everything right. <laughs> You're going to start leaving them everywhere. On that note, guys, I think we're going to wrap up here. So uh, thank you very much for for listening to this section of the show. Though we are going to be back in mere moments. That being me and Keith, as you can hear our travels on the van after we've just left T-Bay services after a long old time on, on the M6. So thank you very much for listening. Make sure you go and check out Your Name in the Cinema. Visit yournamethemovie.co.uk. And we'll be back after the next bit you're about to hear with a proper closeout because we're good like that. So, talk to you soon. They crash the bank, Keith. Bye. <laughs> Why, hello, everyone, and welcome to a special bone.
bonus edition of the Anime Limited Audio Anime Podcast. Being broadcast today, not from the office studio. <gasps> Gasp, I hear you cry. What exotic locale are we in, Jeremy? <laughs> we are currently somewhere between England and Scotland, I think, are we? Yeah, we're not we're not in Scotland yet. We've just left T-Bay services. Yes, we are currently on the road back from Ketacon, which uh, we were Team Anime Limited representing us and whatnot there over the weekend. We were in the dealer's room selling our wares, as it were. We were also involved in a number of panels and other general... So many panels. Yes, so many panels. So many panels. <laughs> and, uh, and just sort of lots of uh, fun things going on in general. And, um, yeah, we in theory, we've got, like... We've got a decent amount of time left before we're still back in Glasgow, and we just thought, you know what? Let's record a podcast. Let's just see how this turns out. This may sound utterly awful, in which case then you'll never hear it. Or if you're hearing it now, congratulations. The, the audio is all right, sort of. We so, hope. We hope. Yeah, so this is a very different show than normal. Obviously, to get all the, the paying the bills out of the way, alltheanime.com is our website. Make sure you check out the site to see details on our latest titles, upcoming cinema releases, and much more. In fact, actually, talking about latest releases, Keith, uh, on the day we are recording this, which is Monday the 21st of August 2017, Snow White with the Red Hair Part 2 is now available to own on Blu-ray. Yes. Yes, it is. Good. Thank you for the enthusiasm, though. That is a thing that is out now. <laughs> no, just, no, despite my lack of enthusiasm, it's sounding tone. That's just because I'm physically shattered from a... Uh, fantastically fun weekend but uh, yeah Snow White with the Red Hair Part 2 excellent show indeed indeed and uh, yeah and then next week we've got a lot of stuff coming out as well but we'll have another podcast later in the week to discuss everything else and beyond so what this what this podcast is going to be everybody quite frankly we don't know this is just more going to be us having a little bit of a chat uh, also going to Facebook and Twitter because I did put the call out for some questions so we'll see what you guys have said hopefully just some fun questions because we are this is kind of just to help us get through this journey because it's been quite long to, uh, to, the, the M6 has not been kind on the return leg yeah it, we had a pretty good drive down and as, a, as Keith best described it when we got to the service station that we just left a few minutes ago that karma came back to bite us because we had such a nice journey going down it's been a pretty horrid journey coming back so um so, so Keith, I guess first of all, just uh, thoughts on Kitacon in general. Anything to note at all from your perspective? Oh, another fan, another fantastic event by the ever hardworking Kita committee. Uh, they they do get better every year, and I I have had a whale of a time. Rushed off my feet, but uh, yeah, no, it was really good and very. Yeah, just. Uh, is that a title of this podcast? Yeah, oh god, no, it's no, it, fantastically fun convention. I had a lot of fun taking part in all the panels and all the other stuff. Um, plus, uh, seeing the uh, inestimable, yeah, the lovely Ian Bolton stepping down from the vice chair position, a lot of emotion going on there. That boy is the soul of that convention. He will be missed. Yeah, fair, fair play to Ian for everything he's been doing. And um, but yeah, do you know what? Overall, the. For those of you who don't know, it was being held in the Warwick Arts Centre, which from a UK fan convention point of view, has seen many an event held there, it's fair to say, Keith. Yeah, I mean, uh, the last Amacon was there, it was the uh, it was the regular venue for Iacon mm -hmm. when that was running. One of the uh, 
most fondly remembered of the uh, now no longer running residential conventions and yeah it's it's just a very good venue for uh, the, for a residential con it has some fantastic facilities and some great you know just some great social areas as well it's a it's a really really good uh, really good place to have a convention Definitely. And, and like I say, guys, we were in the dealer's room pretty much all weekend, aside from when we were doing panels, including our All the Anime Industry panel, which was a, which was quite a good laugh, to say the least. It was very difficult for me being on three and a half hours sleep for a whole day to do it. But um, but but many thanks to everyone who came along to that. We had a great laugh. I'm sure we're going to talk about more a little bit about that in general in, in a few moments. One thing I do want to give a shout out to Keith's for, though, Keith, is the fact they've got their own iOS and Android app to let you know when they've got things going on. Oh, that was so good. That was so good. I think uh, it, I think they uh, had, uh, yeah, they, they borrowed that off Amacon, who had that last year, and uh, Amacon very kindly let uh, Ketacon use that, and they uh, reskinned it for their purposes. It was just a fantastic way to uh, keep track of what was going on over the weekend and just sort out a schedule. And I think they used used it as well for real-time updates if uh, panel times changed so that is something I would really like to see other conventions adopt because it is really really good totally agree I think it would be great if if just conventions in general had something like that that can just be easily updated or you know just in just actually having it because there are some events that we've been to where you know quite frankly it's really difficult to find the info you need at short notice unless it's plastered on a wall somewhere yeah, whereas every time we had our usual brain farts and couldn't remember something, it was just quickly whip out the phone, have a look at the app, and it's like, oh, right, there, 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 and there. Fantastic. Mm. But yeah, it had like a little a little map for it as well, which was really cool. It had it was it had a link to the, the Twitter feed, so you can even see the updates on there. And one so it was really well thought out, so I've got to give a big shout out to them for that. And uh, yeah, and overall, we had a it was quite a busy weekend for us in the dealer's room, wasn't it, to say the least? Yeah, thank you to all the lovely Kitacon attendees for basically uh, cleaning us out of so much stuff. Yeah, it, it, I, I won't say it caught us off guard because you know when it goes when it comes to events in general, sort of you know peek behind the curtain a little bit, everybody. Sometimes it's very difficult to predict how much stock you may need because obviously when you go to an event, the, from our perspective, it's you know we've got we've got stock that we would like to sell to you guys to give you opportunity to buy. At the same time, we're there to get lots of feedback from people, we're there to do our panel, just generally talk to lots of people, maybe do some business-related stuff that we can't talk about for the future. You know, loads of things happen at events. But obviously one of the key components was the fact we were in the dealer's room, and to say we were caught off guard by how much traffic there was on the Saturday isn't really the, the correct way to phrase it, but it exceeded our expectations for the Saturday alone, didn't it, Keith? Yeah, it really did, and it was it was really great having all these people come up and just uh, chat with us and interact about uh, all the stuff they'd been watching, and just you know just getting excited over all the stuff we had on offer. It was just it was really fun. It was really fun. Really enjoyed it. And uh, one of the fun parts about Saturday as well was uh, when we made it known that we had uh, some select units of Martian Success and Adesco on Blu-ray available, which we um, you know, we got an unboxing up at the same time on Saturday morning as well. And all of those went within about an hour and a half. Well, yeah, I think it was within the first hour, actually. They were just all gone. Pretty, Yeah, yeah, we sold out of that within inside the first hour, I think. Yeah, so once word got around that we had those there, people came rushing. In fact, the last one actually involved when we kind of just said out loud, right, we've got one Nadesco left, there was someone we literally saw just pelt it across from somewhere else, <laughs> straight across the room to our table to get it. 
Yeah, I, I got to admire their dedication. Got to admire their dedication. It was good. It was good. And a good thing for everyone listening, if you weren't at Keith's Corner, you weren't able to get hold of it, have no fear because the Desco is out next week, Keith, on Monday the 28th of August. That's when people can add it to their collection. Yeah, and it will be a fantastically shiny edition because, I mean, if, yeah, if you, if you have a look at alltheanime.com at the unboxing and you can have a look at it in all its lovely shiny glory. It has come out super well. So, right, I've got the Facebook loaded up, Keith. Let's see what questions we have had come in or, or topic suggestions or just things in general. Okay. So, let's have a gander. Uh, first comment here from Justice. It's a cool name. <laughs> Do you hear the call of Justice? <laughs> uh, just want to shout out to the guys for being excellent stall hosts. I had several great chats about available and miscellaneous anime, and I was more than happy to pick up a couple of box sets. Awesome. Aww. Thank you, Justice. <laughs> Next one. From Lawrence. As there are so many live-action adaptations of anime and manga coming out in Japan at the moment, can you see Anime Limited releasing any of these either in cinemas or on disc? Hmm. Well... Not to sort of try and give a cop-out answer here, it, it'll literally depend if we get the license or not. So whether we think we will or not, it's kind of difficult to say, but there are a lot of live-action things coming. I mean, obviously, one one of the more recent live-action films that has been screened over here is Shin Godzilla from Manga Animatsu. So maybe live-action is, is a way to go. There's been a heck of a lot of stuff in the cinema this year. We're already building our plans for next year when it comes to theatrical releases. Whether live-action will be a part of that is very difficult to tell just because of how... What's the best way to phrase it? How they how live action adaptations can be perceived from a general mass market, and will it attract the same amount of people in? It's, sometimes it's more of a curiosity factor, don't, don't you think? Yeah, I think I'll, I'll, I'd have to confer with Andrew on this because I'm not entirely sure of that side of things. But I think the licensing aspect might work differently with the live action stuff yeah. as well. So yeah, it'll be a whole different ball game to uh, what we've been dealing with previously in some areas. So. That might be a factor as well, but don't quote me on that. As I said, that's not my area of expertise. I actually think, come to think of it, I think we touched on this on a, on a recent podcast because Andrew obviously elaborated on the fact that when Space Battleship Yamato was released over here, there were all the problems with the fact that the main actor, we could, you couldn't use anything to promote the film with him in it, in the oh, marketing material. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. there is actually that aspect of it as well that if they're tied to a certain agency or there's like certain conditions that you can't do then that could be a whole uh, whole other kettle of worms. Kettle of fish. It's been a long weekend, everybody. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't want to see a kettle of worms. Yeah, that right. nasty. <laughs> so, uh, our next comment. From Mary. What TV show is everyone watching, and what is the one anime you want to bring over to the UK that's not already available here? TV show-wise, I don't have much of a life, so I can't really comment, but I will be watching The Defenders, because that's on Netflix now. I'm looking forward to watching out the big Marvel team-up, following all the other recent Netflix shows. What about you, Keith? Anything you've been watching? Uh, yeah, well, I've been uh, week by week hungrily devouring the new season of Rick and Morty, because that show continues to be one of the best things on television. It's, well, VOD in this case, because yeah. uh, through my Netflix subscription. But yeah, loving that. Uh, as for something that's not available I'd like to make available, well, I think I've said it before, but... Uh, El Hazard, The Magnificent World. That is uh, a little uh, little six-episode series I would love to see back in the UK. Because I'm not sure if it's actually been released in the UK before. I know some mates of mine years ago uh, had a copy of it, but I think it might have been a US import. 
but I, w- I would I would love to be able to bring that to the UK. It's a fantastic show. Yeah, I don't I can't recall if it's been released over here. But I, I like you. One of my mates uh, had the US version for it. For something that's not been released, um, like the same studio that did Tenchi back in the day, wasn't it? Because it's the same art style. So. I think so. Actually, now you mention it, yeah. For me, I would just like to see the Dragon Ball Z films get released over here. There's like 13, maybe, well, I guess we include the TV specials, there's like 14 of them. So, like, there's loads of great things. I'd just love to see, I mean, deep, you know, logic would dictate manga would probably do it if they got the opportunity, given their relationship with Toei and whatnot. But I would just like to see just a giant box set of the Dragon Ball Z films, because, I mean, in saying, you know, they've never been released, I mean all of the films have never been released, because, then if you're aware, Keith, but some of them did get released over here on DVD. I was not actually aware of that. That is that is news to me. So, I will tell you a fun story about this. I was down in uh, in HMV in Portsmouth City Centre many years ago, and I was looking like, through the anime section, and I suddenly found a Dragon Ball Z DVD. And it was, the I think it was the film, the, the, the world's strongest, or the strongest in the world, which I think is the second film, and then there are a couple of others. I think it may have been The Dead Zone which is the first film that features Garlic Jr. as the villain, which is how that links into the, the arc of the TV series. And there was one other which escapes me off the top of my head. It might have been one involving Cooler, which was Frieza's brother. Don't know if you're aware of that. Frieza's does have a brother. Um, but I, I, I know he had a dad. I didn't realise he had a... No, I, do, I did know he had a brother. That's one of the few things that I do remember about Frieza still. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. But the, the key thing about these, when I popped this in, I was thinking, yes, Dragon Ball Z films are getting released over here. And then I turned it on and I started watching and there was something different about the voices. It was the Malaysian dubs of the films that have been brought over to DVD. That is surreal. How, how did that come about? I don't know, but they, they were on DVD in HMV. I think I've still got them somewhere in a loft. I'm going to try and dig them out because they're something special. The Malaysian dubs of Dragon Ball Z are pretty special in themselves. I don't know if you've ever watched any of them, but they are quite unique. No, no, not, not something I've seen. No, yeah, if you dig those out, we'll, we'll you know, get a few beers in, have a watch and have a laugh. <laughs> Always a good time. So, uh, but, but yeah, I'd like to see the Dragon Ball Z films get released. Because, you know, there's so many of them. And heck, do you like some of the original Dragon Ball ones as well? There was like the big 10th anniversary. I think it was the 10th anniversary? There was like a big 10 or 20th anniversary one they did to coincide around the time of Dragon Ball GT, I think. There was like a retelling of the first arc, but with more up-to-date animation. Looks really, really cool. Next one. Um, blah, 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 from Ewan. Uh, thanks for the interesting panel. Thank you for coming along, Ewan, more to the point. Uh, <laughs> Lawrence has just asked my question, but, but uh, just to add to the live-action thing, I'm thirsty for JoJo live-action. I'm very curious to see how that turns out as well. Whether it's going to get a screening over here or not, or whether we may end up with it, you know, who knows at this stage. But I'm also very interested to see that. Sort of live-action JoJo. That's that's. Yeah, that'll be a sight. Think of the hair. I know. God. <laughs> the amount of product. Or would they just go full CG? <laughs> <laughs> CG hair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why not? You know, it could work. <laughs> Um, what else we got here? Uh, when it comes to your name, guys, uh, Andrew was asking about a digital update for your name. We're gonna, there'll be news about your name coming at, like, towards the end of August when it comes to the home video release, so stay tuned, there will be news coming, just hold off until the end of August. And, uh, can we expect any licenses from, sorry, can we expect, can we expect to see you, it's been a long weekend, everybody, uh, to see you license some more Kyoto Animation Productions, that question from Jason. 
who knows? Yeah, basically, uh, just one of those things. I, I mean, uh, Andrew, I, I think, does visit them occasionally, so uh, guess we'll see. Yeah, who knows? I know it's something we would like to do if possible, and obviously, given given the response to a silent voice, like we know that you know, when uh, when the director now Yamada came over, was it in February, March time? Now I think it was to Glasgow. Yeah, I think it was February. Yeah, it, it's been a while, admittedly. But, uh, but no, she was delighted with the reaction just in general. So I'm sure, you know, if something can happen, we will certainly try and make it happen. But who knows at this stage? And a uh, final one from Facebook from Fiona. Funny convention stories. Hmm. <laughs> we both do them at the same time. Yeah, yeah, no, I know, and I, I'm Go not, on no, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to name any names, okay. but uh, there, there is someone I know of who apparently uh, tried, tried to impress a girl by doing some kind of high kick action, and uh, basically screwed up their knee and had to go to <laughs> hospital. So, oh, poor soul. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'm trying to think because we come across so many like random moments at conventions that sometimes. In a weird way, they kind of all blend together after a while. Because <laughs> you just sort of lose track. Um... I, quite, I quite enjoyed the reaction to... Uh... No, actually, I won't mention that because that's foul. Ooh! <laughs> the, the, the skip video, the, the audience reaction was highly amusing. Mm. And Kit has got a talent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was some... Uh... It, it might end up online eventually, everybody, as I will say to that. Um... drive by with a super fun happy slide on it <laughs> a lorry with a super fun happy slide yeah yeah one of those great big like curly tube slides it was yeah well now you know how to get transported everywhere yeah well yeah by lorry well the, the mystery is solved yes <laughs> yes for those who ever wondered uh, do you know what we'll, we'll keep the fun convention story thing in our head just for the rest of this recording and then if we suddenly think of something we'll just dive back to it yeah, sounds fair. As we talk, we'll probably think of some random BS to mention. So, let's move on to Twitter. Let's see what uh, what you, in the Twitterverse, have come up with to help keep us sane somewhat for the rest of this journey. So, first comment from Twitter from Mr. Seb. Uh, how many overhead gantries are there on the M6, uh, between the M6 and the M24, between Glasgow and Coventry? Inquiring minds want to know. Far too many to be bothered to count with. <laughs> the Far too many. See, if we'd have seen that when we left Coventry, we could have made, or at least tried to make an effort. I, don't, I wouldn't have tried, no. <laughs> no, I'm not counting gantries. <laughs> but why, Keith? Because I've got to concentrate on the road, which I know the gantries cover, but, you know, I'm not counting gantries, no. <laughs> right, what else do we have here? So, uh, from Normanic Grav, which do you think is more important uh, and should be sorted first for prepping a release? Getting discs BBFC'd or getting packaging approved? Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know what brought on that reaction. Uh, I've... Well... I would probably have to say it would be getting the packaging approved because uh, the BBFC is generally a set process where there's very 
overall, though that there is still things that can uh, go amiss in the BBFC process, that is a far more simple A to B kind of job, whereas the packaging side of things can often be a magical mystery adventure. (laughs) And uh, the other thing as well is I would probably say packaging as well, only because no matter what, the BBFC has to get done because that's UK law. Whereas packaging... That's something that's not law, that's not required by law, as it were, but it is a, it is a process that has to happen. You've got to have something to put your disc in, otherwise, you know, it's just, you're just there with a the disc on mm. its own, and nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. But another, another thing to think about as well is that from the perspective of doing packaging first, once you've got the packaging done, then the last thing you've got left to do is get the disc produced and then get the BBFC done, which both cost money. But if you pay for the BBFC beforehand, and then suddenly it's delayed by months and months for because of packaging reasons, then that's a lot of money that has been spent already which could have gone towards something else getting released sooner, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point because that, uh, that can throw wrenches into the production workflow for other titles. So. And has happened in the past as well. Oh, yes, yes, it has. It's uh, always an adventure when you, when you get the snowball effect amongst releases. So, from Mark... Are there any plans to release the Super Fun Hentai time on disc release? <laughs> and can it include the Kids Has Got Talent adverts too? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, what, what happens in the Super Fun Happy Hentai panel uh, stays in the Super Fun Happy Hentai panel. But uh, and this, is, this is the panel you were doing at Keytacon, we should say, for those listening. Yes, yes, that was one of the panels that, uh, I, uh, that I hosted over the course of the weekend. But no, the, uh, the adverts that you saw uh, in Kit Has Got Talent, uh, when are you intending to have this podcast up, assuming it's uh, audible? When I'm awake to edit it, I guess. People may hear that, who knows, but just, just go with it. Yeah, well, what, one of the advert videos is already up online because it was one I used for a convention earlier this year called MinamiCon. So if you, you know, search uh, YouTube for MinamiCon 2017, uh, Team Giblets, you'll uh, find you'll find the skit video there. But yeah, the other two should be online. If uh, depending on when this podcast uh, goes up, either already be online or due within the next day or two. Be prepared, people. It's probably the best way to put it. Yeah, uh, viewer discretion is advised on one of them. I will actually be putting a warning at the start of it because uh, <laughs> some of the audience were a little grossed out, especially if they had dinner just beforehand. So, from Warbs, who is the best at I spy with my little eye? I would say it was probably Jeremy, because he has the natural exuberance and joy of a small child. (laughs) It was between us two. The thing is, sometimes it depends... The thing about I spy with my little eye... I can't believe I'm about to do a deep dive on I spy with my little eye, but I'm going to do it anyway. Go deeper, son. Go deeper. <laughs> the thing about it is, it, it depends. How, it, it depends how sort of broad you're going to make it, because you could easily make it like a button on the dashboard, which you know you could be trying to look around trying to find it, or is it like a, the tiniest sticker that they can see but you can't, or are you going to try and make it something really simple, like for example, in the case of where we are now, uh, something beginning with S. There are a number of options. There is a sat-nav, there is a steering wheel, there is a seat belt. It's like, how far can you go with it, as it were? Or I could go, 
something beginning with H. This got way more in depth than I was expecting for a right. uh, I spoke. Right. And you know, how many things are there with H in the car? Just sort of looking around. Um, uh, there's the hazard light button. There's heating control. There's the handles. But yeah, the Dago handles. So, but yeah, but that, that's like how deep do you go on iSpy? There's the hot sauce. Where the hell's the hot sauce? Ah, I see, obviously not looking closely enough, are you? <laughs> ah! <laughs> so, so there you go, everybody. There's a deep dive about iSpy in my little eye for you <laughs> that you never thought you'd get. Next question from Grant. If you had to pick one anime character to share the trip home with you, who would it be and why? <laughs> that is an interesting question, actually. Uh, oh god, I know. Yeah, it, it, it would it would be JP from Redline because then because <laughs> then we would be back home by now because he would have popped some yellow nitro and would be there. <laughs> um. So thinking about it, like who's who's a good talker? Like there are some characters who can tell a lot of stories. I'm almost inclined to say Lupin the Third because the amount of stories about thieve, thieving that he's done could keep you entertained for hours. Yeah, but the, the downside would be we would be inevitably drawn into some kind of heist hijinks on route. Like we'd be driving along and he'd like we'd suddenly find that he's robbed a uh, bank car that has been driving beside us, and then you know suddenly Zenigat is on our tail and we're zipping around all over the place the van gets banged up we lose our deposit and it's, it just all turns into a whole whole load of hassle but if it but if it got us home quicker would you approve uh well i suppose if it got me home quicker but i'm not sure andrew would be pleased at losing the security deposit on the van a small price to pay <laughs> <laughs> from stefan <laughs> What is your favourite junction on the M6? <laughs> hmm. That's going to require some careful thought because, you know, all, all of the M6 junctions have their plus points and their minus points. You know what, I, you know what I'll say? Not, not junction 32 or 33 because that's where we got held up for about 40 minutes earlier. Yeah, sort of like, not, yeah, not today. Yeah, God. Ugh. Well, let me think. Let me think. Uh... Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, Junction 21 because I like the cut of its jib. What's at Junction 21, Keith? Oh. <laughs> so as a magic dragon suddenly blares out the radio. Yeah. Uh, sorry, what was the question about? Uh, what's at Junction 21? Uh, a certain. <laughs> it, it just has a certain je ne sais quoi that the other junctions <laughs> just just don't have, in my opinion. So yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna go with Junction 21. Yeah. Uh, um, from Jackie, what what are your favourite ep- what's your favourite episode of Aikatsu? Well, that's a difficult one because I've never actually watched the show. Neither have I, admittedly. So I'm going to uh, do a little callback and just you know for no other reason, I'm going to say it's episode twenty one. <laughs> Unless there is no episode twenty one, in which case I'm going to get away with episode twelve because that's 21 reversed round. Ah. Unless there isn't an episode 12, in which case I'm going to go for episode 3, because that's 2 and 1 added together. <laughs> Talk about deep dives. Yeah, yeah, deep dive, <laughs> yeah. But that, that's my answer there. I've not seen it either, but I do know a few people who are massively into it and who told me about it, so it is something I do eventually want to check out, just trying to find the time to do so more than anything. 
from a, a Twitter account without a display name. Hang on. Um, from Free Key Team. <laughs> from Free Key Team. Are you sure this isn't just a sex bot? No, no. Free Key Team. Oh, Free Key Team. Could still be a sex bot, though. <laughs> Uh, will the Sword Art Online Ordinal Scale come out in the cinema's English dub? Uh, we've touched on this before, but as it stands, probably not. The reason being that when we screened it in the cinemas back in April, we only had access to the Japanese language version of the film. We couldn't get access to the English language version of the film. So we could only do screenings in Japanese with subtitles, but we've got a pretty full theatrical slate, to say the least. So we don't know if we are going to be able to do it, but... Not going to say never, because you never know in this world. So, as it stands, no. But if there is any news to the contrary, we will make it known accordingly. From Bethan. Any thoughts on K-pop? Uh, I believe that is pop music from Korea, is what I've been led to be believe by the kids. And the kids seem to know what, what it's all about. So, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it's pop from Korea. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I've never listened to a massive amount of Korean pop. The only one that I... The, obviously, the only one I can really recall off the top of my head is uh, is Psy and Gangnam Style. That said, actually, his follow-up single, Right Now, is actually a better song than Gangnam Style. I don't think I've heard that one, actually. It's partly because it's not stuck in your head forever when you've heard it. <laughs> oh, but, but it's actually more like a pop song as opposed to what that song is. I have no idea what you mean by that. I'll let you Google it when you get home. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, from Kitacon. They've tweeted us. Oh, good God. So, uh, how did your industry panel go? And what was your favourite moment of Kitacon 2017? Uh, panel went very well. We, uh, we went for 90 minutes, Keith. How the heck did we do that? Because we have stamina and endurance. Even on three and a half hours sleep. Yeah, you did, you did well, Jeremy. You did well. You, uh, you, you, you've been working very hard the whole weekend. So, well done on that score. To be fair, we both were fairs. But, uh, but no, but the, the panel went really, really well. We covered loads of ground. We went, actually went fairly in-depth as well into how the Nadesco release came to be, given that we had it there that weekend. That said, perhaps weren't expecting it to have sold out before our panel actually started. But, but you know... Yeah, well, we, we, couldn't, we couldn't pimp it well. We did pimp it, because you could buy it online at that point on offer. But, yeah. uh, and you can, still buy, you can still order it right now at alltheanime.com. Alltheanime.com, you say? Yes, I said alltheanime.com, Keith. Oh, well, that would be the site you can get stuff from alltheanime at alltheanime.com. There you go. And uh, what else did we cover? We went, we went into loads of depth and other stuff. Uh, admittedly, a, a fun story that some people may not... Actually, you probably won't be aware of, though. If you were there, you could probably guess something went awry. Is that um, the big like presentation that I'd spent hours preparing for for this, for the, for, for this event, for this panel, it went kaput that morning. So I spent... <laughs> A decent amount of the morning and uh, most of the night before having to redo and regather the assets for the panel to try and make it in a workable form. Oh, you poor soul. You just haven't had much luck with uh, some of your tech side of things recently, have you? No, I know. I know. But uh, but in fairness, though, once we got it all working on the on the actual stage, it worked fine. We made it work. But but that was a really good fun time. We had some really, really interesting and deep thoughts when it came to questions and feedback on things. Yeah, there was a, there was a lot of good stuff from the audience at the panel. Actually, I mean, because we weren't, we didn't think we'd fill the ninety-minute slot, but we were, you know, having to actually make ourselves cut short in the end because we, yeah, filled the whole time slot with ridiculous ease. Mm. And uh, one of the things that was really cool, actually, um, 
this could come as a favorite moment from like a company perspective, I suppose. But it was really cool to hear how many people had gone to see Napping Princess and enjoyed it. Yeah, we had a lot of people coming out of that because obviously we had the bags on the stand with uh, the Napping Princess adver advertisement on them. And yeah, it was great seeing all these people come up saying they'd gone and seen the film and enjoyed it. And it was just really nice just, just to see, you know, the, the actual end result feedback from people who've seen, you know, all this stuff that we've been working on putting out. It's just really good to hear people say they had a good time and, that, mm. yeah, that they like what we're doing. Mm. So, yay. <laughs> When it comes to favourite moments, uh, I, I won't lie. I think my favourite moment was when uh, was during Keith's Room 101 panel when uh, when we were discussing when I put my nomination in for Room 101, just because it was something really different and really good fun, and it kind of allowed us to to be out of character in many ways and, and play up a bit differently. But uh, that was really good fun. My um my topic that I was attempting to get thrown in to the anime Room 101 was unnecessary censorship in anime, which when, when we said that out loud, it got a round of applause. So I think that was a good sign from the outset. Yeah, the, the audience were very much behind you on that one. It was, <laughs> yeah, I, it was awkward trying to provide a counterpoint for them. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> which included sort of showing a couple of clips of like censored and uncensored Yu-Gi-Oh and stuff. So, uh, <laughs> and like the jo and like photos of Dragon Ball Z being edited from like hell to HFIL and stuff. So that was good. And what was really good fun is um, oh, who was the special guest whose name escapes me? Oh, Petraea, the uh, the voice of Ryoko. Yeah, Petraea. It was so funny because she was sitting in the front row because she was like the main event, if you will, of the panel. And it was really funny seeing her reaction to the HFIL stuff. And sort of pointing out what the difference was, and then when I saw it said out loud, yeah, they changed it. They changed hell to the home for infinite losers, and you just heard her in the front row go, "Oh God!" <laughs> oh, I know. Petraea was a delight. She was she was a wonderful guest, yeah, actually. Yeah, she was great. I'm, I'm so pleased I got the opportunity to uh, have her on the panel as well. So, thank you very much to the Kitacon committee for uh, allowing us to do that. You guys are stars. Yeah, I suppose, yeah, that would probably class as one of my favourite moments of the con as well, getting to do that. So, yeah. Plus, I mean, to be honest, a lot of favourite moments at uh, that convention because it's just a lot of fun mm. doing stuff. And we were doing a lot of stuff. So, uh, yeah, I think the whole whole thing, really, it was good. It mm. was good. I, once again, I've been left battered and broken by the weekend. I'm looking forward to, you know the uh, sleep of the righteous and exhausted tonight when I finally go to bed <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah like like we said at the, at the top of the of the recording I think we did anyway that was quite a while ago now at this point because our brains are a bit frazzled but uh, but just event as a whole was just really really good atmosphere as well the general attendee atmosphere was really really positive and just everyone on there for a really good time yeah it was it was a lot of energy a lot of energy it was good it was good because, yeah, quite an influx of uh, new faces as well. I mean, not surprising considering it was the, it was the big residential convention of the year, but it's always good to uh, see new fans coming through uh, to uh, carry, on the, carry on in the spirit of uh, good old-fashioned residential conventions. Mm. So, uh, so, yeah, so, so there you go. Thank you very much for tweeting us, Kesicon. Uh, and what's up with everyone who's tweeted us as well? Uh... From Ryan, are there any sort of updates regarding sound euphonium? Uh, sound euphonium, sorry. Uh, as we mentioned a few weeks back on the podcast, there's just been a very long materials delay. So until 
everything's been resolved and whatnot, then we can't really say anymore because we just don't want to in case something else comes about. We know it's been a long wait for this, guys. Just, just bear with us. As soon as there is an update we can share, we will do. Promise. Next up, from Moosh. Uh, any really outlandish Ultimate Edition ideas they have planned or can talk about? Um, well, we can't talk about them. <laughs> Some of them, because they're still in approvals. But uh, I I've put my... I've already put a proposal forward. Should we ever get the series Keijo to do an Ultimate Edition with a resin butt? Oh, God, I forgot about your resin butt plan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah? Heck yeah. What about you, Keith? What's like... Oh, actually, no, hang on, wait, guys. Breaking news. I feel that uh, you, are, you, are, you are now listening to this as we are leaving England. We're about to enter Scotland. We're, we're about, about to, to pass, enter Scotland. We're about to pass the border. Wait for it. Wait for it. Oh, Scotland. Hooray. Only another hour and 20 minutes to go. <laughs> Hooray. <laughs> so, uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, yeah, any, like, what's an outlandish Ultimate Edition idea you've got, if it were possible, purely hypothetical? I say, actually, let's do this a different way. If we got El Hazard, hypothetically... Yes. And for whatever reason, Andrew Greenlit doing an Ultimate Edition of it... Yeah. What would you want to do? Actually, I think I might have mentioned this before. I mean, this... I mean, there's some stupid things I could think of of doing, but I'm always kind of erring on the side of, well, I say practical, but certainly something that would be a bit more practical than some of the things that are coming to mind at the moment. But I, I think I'd probably just make a, a great big, not necessarily resin, but uh, the, in, in, in the show there's this great big techno-magic weapon called the Eye of God, which is basically a Death Star-like object that floats uh, in the sky of the world of El Hazard. And I think it would just be a replica of that that uh, just uh, opened outwards like that. Yeah, like that bizarre lamp thing you can get from Ikea that's all segments <laughs> that explodes outwards and, you know, all the discs kind of fold out. You know, something like that. That would be cool. Or maybe just... Uh, I don't know, maybe uh, something that's uh, a life-size version of Ifurita's staff and the discs <laughs> are somehow encased in that. <laughs> I'm trying to think what else would be I'd love to see an Ultimate Edition of. Um, oh, I, oh, I know what I'd love to see an Ultimate Edition of. Oh. Zephon. God, I would love to do an Ultimate Edition of that show as well. What would you do for Razephon, Keith? Oh, it would probably be uh, some kind of resin model of one of the Dolems or, uh, or the Razephon itself. Mm. Or maybe you know, a sort of like a replica of one of the Moo cities, because that, that could work quite well. So, okay, let's play devil's advocate here. Hypothetically, because again, guys, we've got no idea if or when we may get this, because it's just, like we've said, it's, it's, it's just an ever-loving limbo at the moment, as we've said before on previous podcasts. The original Evangelion TV series. Uh, Hypoth uh, let's, just do, let's just hypothetically just, like, shoot some ideas out here. What, would, what could we do for an Ultimate Edition for Evangelion? Like, keeping in mind, guys, you know, we're going to sort of think le legitimately here if there was a budget involved as well. And given that, you know, we've done the resin gate, we kind of know how up, how much we can throw things out of the ballpark, as it were. Um... Oh, I thought you were about to lead in with a suggestion now. I, right? I, I had one, but then I instantly thought, no, no. Do you I'm what? curious now, what was it? What I was think it was it? just going to be like... <laughs> you just have, it, it kind of like what Funimation have done with their Speed Racer release. We have just like a bust of like a helmet or something, and then you just open up the back and that's where all the disc cases are stored. Oh, so I'm assuming like an Eva head then. Yeah, pretty much. 
that's it. I kind of almost. I think you could do something just really cool if the box was just the Nerve logo, but it was kind of embossed in some ways. Maybe like it was made out of resin, but the actual Nerve, the letters that form Nerve and all the parts of the logo were actually like up a bit and stood out. I could see that, or, or, or maybe some kind of classy sci-fi job. I mean, again, it's mm. like like a like a mo- yes, yes, like one of the uh, bloody Sale uh, uh, monoliths yeah, when they're in go. the conference call. You can just have the Nerve logo on that, and yeah, ju- just make it a full uh, yeah, not not an actual cardboard box. Make it a techno box. It's a thing that like literally folds open mm. on, on its own whim. You have to power <laughs> the thing. Okay, hang on. To expand on that, what about because how many Sale things are there? Trying to think. Oh god, I think there's five or six committee members okay. out there. What? Okay, well, there's at least five or six. We'll go on that front. So on that basis, what if the what if there's a resin mold of that that um, conference room, for a better word, and then you could open up the different parts with the Sale monolith things, and that's where the disc was held. No, actually, I've got a better idea. I've oh, got good, a better go idea. On, go on. Uh, what it is, it's basically just uh, the addition is, it, it's just the discs that, and they come in a little compartment in basically an actual replica fridge of Misato's fridge, <laughs> which comes full of beer and snacks. There you go. I'm yeah, down with that. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that's what we should do if we ever got it. We'll so, which beer company would we try and get an endorsement from? Well, it, obviously, it'd have to be. What is it that uh, Masato has in our thing? It's y- Yibisu or whatever it is. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Okay, but assuming we couldn't get that one though, because yeah, you know, it's a Japanese beer. Well, no, we'd have to get that one because we've got to make it like the show. Okay, then. And that's All right. the point of the ultimate edition. Jeremy, you're letting the side down with bailing out on the beer. Never bail out on the beer. But I drink cider. Well, yeah, well, tough shit for you then, isn't it? <laughs> you can enjoy the snacks, I'll enjoy the beer. Okay, plan, there you go. Sort it. I'll take that. <laughs> Maybe with the luck, also comes with uh, with a uh, freshwater penguin as well. <laughs> that can bring the snacks and beer to you. <laughs> uh, next one from BMO. Uh, what anime-related sound samples should replace Big Ben's bongs. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what sound effect I would have to okay. replace those. I it would be uh, the sound that uh, Haruka's guitar makes in FLCL when she uh, slams it into someone because that is a beautiful, beautiful sound effect, and yeah. I, I'm, I'm a bit of a sound effects whore. If I, I, I do like a good sound effect, and that one, I get rigid over that one. <laughs> that is a good sound effect. That is beefy. I think I want to go for the comedy effect. So I think I would take a very favourite uh, sound moment from Steins Gate, when Mayuri uh, just has a, her favourite saying of do do do. So you just have that ringing out over London. Yep. yep. I can see that. I'd, I'd, I'd still go with my uh, FLCL one, though. Or what if it built up and it was like a cummy hummy ha? So just over like central London, you just suddenly hear me ha me, and then when it hits midday on the ha, <laughs> I, I, I'm just visualising that it's just completely out. You know, when it does the, the, the one o'clock chime, it doesn't actually finish till two o'clock. <laughs> 
<laughs> just shouts for an hour. Yeah, eventually the shouting just builds up and it's just yelling and yelling. It's like when that's, it's a, yeah, just yeah, just non-stop yelling. It's like that. Uh, it's like that episode of Rick and Morty where they're on that planet where this this sun comes up and the sun is actually screaming and they're like, "How long are the days here? Forty-two hours." It's like nope. What else we got here? Uh, from Digi Carrot. Uh, did Keith or Jeremy treat themselves to anything after spending an entire weekend manning the dealer's room? I didn't actually buy anything. There was something I was going to buy off Gorinda, but unfortunately it hadn't been delivered in time. Oh, so no. I'm going to have to get, them, get that off him at uh, Scotland MCM. That's Gorinda from Gundam Mad, we should say as well. Good friends. Yes, yeah, because I was getting, uh, I was going to be getting a... Uh, sort of like add-on pack for the uh, perfect grade strike Gundam that I bought off him earlier this year so uh, that's what I'll be treating myself to when uh, when that actually arrives with him so mm. but otherwise no I don't think I I think the only thing I treated myself to was uh, some beer and some food <laughs> so I don't know if I've told you this Keith but I nearly spent £200 <laughs> what did you nearly spend £200 on? so I, uh, I first of all, I bought a Spider Gwen statue because they've been looking at me all weekend. Oh, yeah, you've been eyeing that up on the stand next to us, hadn't you? Yeah, yeah so I bought that, but also on that same stand from Neon Martian's stand, uh, they also had some really awesome looking Overwatch prints. They had like three for ten and stuff, so I bought one of, of Mercy, Widowmaker, and Diva. Nice. So I've got some really nice prints. The other thing, which uh, is the thing which really kind of broke the, the bank a little bit broke the budget Gorinda at Gundam Mad had had a figure of a character that I'm particularly fond of this being Mari from Evangelium you do like Mari you do like Mari yeah so uh, he had one of the real action hero figures of Mari which is kind of around the 150 quid mark hang on a sec I I remember this now because Gorinda's been bringing this model to to the last few shows because he he knew that you would eventually crack and just buy it because Gorinda is a stone cold businessman and he knows his customers well so he's been bringing it to like every show I've been at as well and uh, and this weekend was the one where I cracked it may have been the lack of sleep that did it but um, getting that Mari model but the, the thing is, though, it's a look it up, guys. It's an insanely good figure. It's the idea that the, the the actual plug suit that's around the figure is sort of made of like a leather-like material, so it actually hides the joints. So it actually looks like the perfect figure you can pose how you want. It's insane. That is, it is a fabulous-looking figure. I will, I will give you that, and I'm sure it's going to look fantastic on your shelf with all your other sexy models. Of Mari. Yes. <laughs> your plethora of Maris. I think actually it's my second Mari figure, come to think of it. Because before I had like a statue that was like a part of a giveaway thing for, uh, in Japan. Oh, I thought you had more than that. I could have sworn. I, I thought you had. Like... I think I've got a Ray and an Asuka one as well. Uh, maybe that's why I'm getting confused. But what, why do you not have a model of Best Girl? Actually, I'm not sure there isn't mod- many models. Do, do, you mean, do you mean Masato? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Hands down. If there was one, I get it. Yeah, because I'm just suddenly thinking, is there one of Masato? There must be somewhere, surely. Mm. But then most Evangelion. Uh, lady-related uh, franchise material had always been around Oscar and Ray in yeah. various different costumes that they never wear in the show. And just to tell you, everyone, we're now driving by a sign which says, Welcome to Scotland. Visit scotland.com. Well, that, that's fortunate because we're actually in Scotland right now. <laughs> We've been in Scotland for about 10 minutes now. Huzzah. 
just in case you didn't know. Oh, and now it's raining as I say that. Yeah, we're definitely in Scotland yeah, now. Yeah, that, that's what we get for doubting Scotland. It's, uh, <laughs> it's punishing us with rain. What else do we have here? Also from Digi Carrot. Also, did Jeremy actually manage to finish that burger that he posted about on Twitter? <laughs> I have seen Jeremy finish a calzone that was bigger than I was. So, yeah, he had no problem finishing that thing off. What didn't help as well is that I basically not had any food pretty much all day. So at that point, I was about ready to consume a horse. And uh, I might put it in the show notes, actually, like the, like the couple of photos that I uploaded, like of the menu of what it is and how it actually looked, because it was a beast. It was a beast of a burger. Uh, what else we got? Probably got time for a couple more before the, the recorder wants to give out here. Uh, ask Jeremy what signings Arsenal should make and who would he let go? Do you know what? I honestly have not been able to pay attention to football this weekend, so I kind of need to uh, to catch up on that. All I know is that we lost 1-0 to Stoke, which I'm very disappointed about. And by the sound of it, our defence was a bit shoddy. So I'm, sh- I'm sure I heard you saying the other day that uh, Arsenal should just sack its entire team and hire Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you, Keith. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can finish this podcast by yourself. Yeah, I'll just drive us off the road. Oh! <laughs> oh yeah, that's the point. Wasn't, it, wasn't this podcast originally meant to be just five hours of incoherent screaming? <laughs> we, we, were, we were going for that at one point, but then we had to like, try and keep ourselves awake. So Yeah, yeah, true, true, true. Maybe next time we'll try and live stream it. Actually, no, I've said it now. There you go. We'll see. If we if we can, we'll try. I'm oh, God. No, nobody needs to see us in the, fl- in the flesh. No, no. Audio. Audio. We're not doing video streaming. That's going to kill my data plan. Oh, right. No, of course. Of course. Unless Andrew's going to pay for it. <laughs> yeah, I, I can almost sense that he, 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 he's, he's twitching right now, going, somebody, somebody's thinking of a stupid way to spend money. <laughs> uh, from Scott... Has Andrew or anyone played Senran Kagura Eternal versus, uh, sorry, Estival versus on the PS4? And what do you guys think about Senran Kagura Peach Beach Splash? Uh, I'll be totally honest, I've not played any Senran Kagura game. I'm not really au fait with Senran Kagura. So uh, I can't answer this because the game I'm currently playing still is Yakuza 0, and then I'm probably moving on either to Yakuza Kiwami just to keep on that flow, or I'll pretty finally move on to either Persona 5. Or maybe I'll delve into Final Fantasy X2, since I've still got that on my docket as well. Yeah, again, sorry, I haven't played the game and don't really know much about it at all. And I'm just t- tied up with uh, Warcraft at the moment, because World of Warcraft's got its uh, dirty fingers back into me, and uh, I'll probably be playing that now that uh, Kit is out of the way. Oh no! Actually, tell a lie. I'm going to be back. I'm going to be back on Overwatch because I want. I want. I want Battle Dad's uh, Summer Game skin. I want that barbecue skin. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm actually going to mention this. The other game which we're probably both going to be starting tonight because we're finally going to have a chance to do so, or tomorrow, given how much we're going to be sleeping, is uh, is the Overwatch Summer Games because I love some Lucio Ball. That was damn good fun last year, and I've not been able to play it for a week so far. What, you're telling me they rank it now? So. Yeah, there's not like ranked matches apparently on Lucio Ball as well, so they've actually now made it competitive. I'm still going to suck at it, but, you know, I, I just enjoy playing. Exactly. Exactly. But, um, I think that's all the questions we got in. And thank you to, the, to everyone who actually did send in questions, more to the point. Uh, let me quickly scroll through. Um, 
the final thing I'll say is that someone on Twitter has thanked uh, has thanked us all the anime for telling them about the fact that uh, that your name was going to be in cinemas this week because you know what uh, they've actually just gone and bought a ticket and showed a screenshot and you know what? it's actually a pr- an appropriate way to finish off Keith that this coming Wednesday assuming I've been able to edit, edit this in time in which case this is totally out of date but um, yeah this coming Wednesday it's going to be your name in cinemas more specifically in IMAX that's kind of the big crux of this you're going to be able to see it in IMAX for the first time subtitle but there will be regular cinema screenings dubbed and sub make sure you visit yournamethemovie.co.uk for ticket information and also stay tuned for any additional screenings as well because there should be some going through to next week as well as far as I'm aware but um, but before we close out Keith anything else you want to add at all anything you want to close out with not really. It's uh, started to rain properly now, so yeah, we are very much back into the depths of Scotland. And I'm, there's some weird kind of spherical object being transported <laughs> on this lorry in front of me. What the hell is it? Do you want me to try to p- picture this quickly? Hang on. Because <laughs> this is what can best be described, everybody, as... Some kind of pond? Yeah. I am confused and intrigued. I'm going to have to look up this website that's got plastered on it just to find out what the hell this is. <laughs> I love the fact there was bits of paper taped to the side of it. You ain't going to be able to read what's on them after. Yeah, God. But uh, well, on that bombshell, everybody, <laughs> um, thank you very much for listening. We hope you've enjoyed it. hope the audio quality's been all right. We're obviously driving in a van, so we have to sort of work with what we've got here. But this is something new. We thought we'd try it. You know, tell us if you like the idea, if you want to see us do this for more events that we drive down to. Maybe we can. And uh, yeah, thank you very much for listening. We'll be back all going well, assuming Keith and I are still awake, with um, with another podcast later this week. So uh, until then, take care. Bye, everyone. Bye. Oh, no, going off the road. Oh. So there you go, everyone. That was Keith and I in the van. We are safe. We didn't crash, honestly. Like we say, visit alltheanime.com for all the information on upcoming releases and cinema releases. And from all of us at Team Anime Limited, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.